Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Minute 163 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me on this lovely Wednesday is Dr. Becky O'Brien of Film Music Central. Welcome back to the show, Becky. Hello. Yeah, we've dealt with two very interesting minutes up until now, and today we're going to finally get to find out what is happening. What's going to happen to these characters who we've been watching for two minutes or two days, however you want to look at it. So, minute 163 begins with uh, the prisoners beginning to walk around and stretch, and goes all the way till we see Ramsey entering Von Luger's office. So, as discussed yesterday, the, the prisoners were taken in trucks, and the trucks just stopped on the side of the road. And basically, they were all told to get out and go stretch their legs a little bit for, for a few minutes while they're waiting to continue their journey, wherever that journey may take them. Yep. <laughs> the opening shot of this minute continues the closing shot of yesterday's, which you know gives us light in the distance. And you know there's, there's still a debate without any answer as to whether this is dusk or dawn. It is obviously supposed to be one of the two of them. Which one? We shall probably never know. The POWs continue and they start walking around and they stretch. And we actually get to, we can count them. Did, did, you, did you count how many POWs uh, are walking around that are in the shop? I have not, but for curiosity's sake, how many are there? Okay, I counted 15. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it is possible that there's another few right behind them, but if if we later know about the number 50, and there are three trucks, so... I mean, for, for a truck that size, 15 makes sense. Yeah. And because, I mean, I mean there, there was room enough for them to sit somewhat comfortably, so... Um, yeah. I, I just want to say one last thing about the light, though. Um, we don't... The, the one, we don't know if it's dusk or dawn. Mm-hmm. Um... So there's also like a third way to look at this. If we look at it metaphorically, it could also be read as um, like given what's about to happen, there's still hope on the horizon in the form of light. Like even though things are dark and cloudy where they are, there's still a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Mm. Or e- even though even though they're not going to see it, right? Or it could be go to the go go to the light. <laughs> I don't know. But there is a metaphorical way to look at um, something like that, especially since we can't figure out what time of day it is. Maybe that's not important. Maybe it's the fact that there's light at all when everything else is dark is a way to interpret it. Okay. All right. That That's great. I didn't even think about that. That works. That works. So basically you have all the prisoners. I, I, first of all, I love the fact that, that Mac and Roger are far ahead of everybody else. You know, they're, well, they did get up first. Yeah, but the two of them are standing together and all the rest are, you know, lagging behind, you know, in in, uh, in a large group. The two of them are off themselves and uh, whatever. And at this point... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then Roger basically says, uh, you know, Mac, all this, the organization, tunneling, Tom and Harry kept me alive. And even though we... And then he basically stops and doesn't say, you know, basically he's, the un, the unsaid part is, is that you know, we've gotten caught. Yeah. <laughs> His, then he goes, I've never been happier. Now, once again, this goes back to the fact that no one will ever know what Roger Bouchel said before he was dispatched. Yeah. They, they do a nice job of, of giving us something very sentimental about it, showing that, that he yeah. has no regrets. 
And, um, and, and before you continue with this moment, um, musically, I like, um, there's one last brief reprise of the main theme very softly under all that, that last optimistic musical moment. Yeah. Yeah. I have that in my notes also that in between Rogers, after he says, I've never been happier, then we get those few little notes. And then was sort of before when he's talking too. Yeah. But it, but it's very clear in the, when he pauses and, 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 but, 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 but it's the perfect setup for what we're about to get to. Yes. Yes. And And I can't wait to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Roger turns to Mac and says, you know, Mac, and then he's cut off because he hears the sound of a rifle being clicked. Mm-hmm. Completely startles them. What's well, of the machine gun being set yeah, up? Yeah, exactly. The, the the you hear the click clack of the of the machine yeah. gun. Yeah. You know. And, and that's when it cuts back and sees oh they're setting that up. Yeah, but then we get to see that the guard is setting up a heavy machine gun on the side of the car with an officer standing over him. Which is a very interesting way to put a gun. I mean, you know, having been in the military, I wouldn't say that this is the uh, best way to do it because, first of all, it's not on a, a flat surface. It's they put it on at an angle, so it's much easier for the machine gun to slip. You know, is it, it's not is bolted it not, in. Is it? Is it not mounted on a tripod? I thought it was mounted on it's, something. It. They have a tripod, but the tripod is put on the car. Wait, I wanna. The tripod is, 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 sorry, it's on the, it's on the back of the motorcycle? Right. I just want to make sure we're looking at the same, same thing. It looks like the tripod is put on the back of the motorcycle. Not on the car. Excuse me. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And that just does not look steady. I guess that doesn't make sense if you're using a gun like that, does it? But I guess if you're an actor, then it makes more sense. (laughs) If the director tells you to do it that way, that's the way you're going to do it. And we, we see that the, the, the prisoner or the, the faces of, of Roger and Mac, they're in complete shock that this is about to happen. You know, they're, they're taken yeah. completely by surprise, just like the audience is supposed to have been taken completely by surprise the first time that you're seeing this. Yeah. Well, yeah. And but it also um, but the whole lead up to it, it's it, it's I called it musical irony when I put my notes together on this. We go from this one last hint of optimistic music to suddenly I like to think the music reflects their dawning horror of like, oh, crap, this is it. Yeah. And and it just builds and builds and till till the shooting starts. And, 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 and if you're going to do a moment like that, that's the best way to do it. Because there's no better way to musically fill that moment. Yeah, completely. And um, they, they did do a great job I mean, of it. Yeah, I mean, the, although... I know you said they look shocked, but like maybe I'm not I'm not good at reading people, but their faces don't. If change you look at uh, Roger's eyes, his eyes start popping out. He he swerves his head slightly. Wait, wait, I, I, I saw right. that. So he is maybe 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 he he knew that this was going to happen, but regardless, he's still a little shocked that it's happening. He's surprised. Well, yeah. I, I I guess I guess I guess maybe they thought there would be a more more formalities uh, about it, maybe. Because this is pretty much without warning, which is fairly... A- that detail, at least, is fairly accurate to what really happened, because it was 
it was in real life it was smaller groups but pretty much summary execution there was no real warning or lead up they would someone would get out of the car and exactly bang, they, would, again, the they would do the similar type of thing where they would they would pull over to the side and say okay get out and stretch and then they'd shoot them you know it was but yeah. in smaller groups but, but, and, and, and sorry. But, but but i figure this this much of it is from reality but there, there's no warning no time to prepare yourself we're just going to i just always liked how the music feeds into that and then how the camera just they don't show us what happens which i get that it's because it's the 60s and it, that wasn't it's because of the time um, it was yeah. made, wasn't yeah, it i think it was part of they it they didn't really uh, i i I'm sure if it were made today, we would see every detail, but... Yeah, you see, sometimes less is more. And and I think it works really well here by the fact that they, they let our imagination, you know, deal with the fact that, that they're being shot, you know, what happens to their bodies instead of actually having to show it. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. My, my notes pretty much say the same thing, that it's, it's perfectly done, that they're leaving the exact image to our imagination and... And, and it really works best that way. Although, there's something that bothers me about that last part. When it cuts away to the distance and we see the backside okay, we'll of the guards and stuff. You're, you're jumping slightly ahead? We'll, okay. we'll get to that. We'll get to okay. that. No, no, it's okay. So, I mean, the what? I mean, if you think about it, how many characters have we seen die in this movie up until now? We've gone through 163 minutes of this movie, or 162 and a half. How many have we seen die? Uh, Do you remember? There's, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Hilt's friend. Ives. Uh, I knew that. Ives. Um, the, the Blythe. Okay. Ashley. Okay. Uh, you're talking about friendly characters, right? No, not at all. Oh. Anyone. Coon. There you go. Is that? That's it. Four. Oh. Only four. Oh, sorry. No, we have the, the three Germans who were, who were shot in, in the cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, With Sedgwick. Right, right. So we have them also. Okay? So, so we have a total yeah. of seven characters. Exactly. Yeah. Seven characters who've, who've seen shot on on screen. So, again, they they didn't need to be gratuitous with any of them, and they weren't gratuitous with any of them. Oh. You know, there's... I, I don't think there's there's any blood except for Blythe. You see a little bit of blood on his shirt. Even Ashley Pitt, you don't see any blood. Well, and the... The most egregious one is um, Kuhn being shot at point blank, and there's no blood at all. Exactly. But, but, exactly. But, but again, it, it was also 1963, and it, it was different then. It was different, but, but if you think of Westerns and, and movies of that genre, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, you would see blood. You would see bloody bodies or people getting shot, and yeah. they'd be bleeding. Yeah, but yeah, but, but the... So I, well, I guess it is. I mean, especially since this is a war film, it's weird that there isn't. Really, there's not. Correct. Correct. They they want to keep this as family friendly as possible. I guess. A, a World War Two film, family friendly. I guess so. It's. I mean, th- that, this that's is an moron. <laughs> that is an extreme contradiction in terms. Okay, but 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 they do it. You know, there's, you know, this is the type of movie that that someone can show a child and not be concerned about the fact that they're going to have nightmares from everything. Maybe from this scene, but in general, you know, I don't know if that was the point that Sturgis was trying to do at the time or not. 
you know, the, this was before the MPAA, so they didn't have to worry about ratings and stuff like that. But they, I think they wanted yeah. to make this as universally friendly as possible. That I can't believe because this is one of the few war movies. I watched this from a pretty young age, and it was one of the few war movies I was allowed to see that young. Um, the, re- the rest, my parents made me wait. Okay, so there you go. That's the, the, that, that goes along with, with that theory. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Now, the, also then the soldier starts shooting and he moves back and forth and he swivels back and forth. Mm-hmm. Which, again, if, if that tripod isn't, isn't in place properly, it all would have, should have moved. And also, he doesn't have very many bullets. You see the, the bullets dangling down from, from the machine gun and he uses them up pretty quickly and he keeps shooting after there are no bullets on the side. Cause the bullets, the bullets go from his left up to his right. Okay, you have the bullets dangling on the left-hand side of the character, and as he's shooting... So you're saying the, the gunfire lasts longer than it should. Yes, completely. Which which is a giveaway that it's not real. Yes. Uh, I see, I I never would have noticed something like that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm surprised my dad's never noticed that. He's former military, and I, I would have thought that he would notice something like that. I'm going to point that out to him now the next time we see this. There you go. There you go. And then we get the long shot, what you mentioned, of seeing the the three guards or Germans standing there looking over. And But what we see here is it's just a truck and a motorcycle. We don't see the car. But that's not what bothers me. Where did the hill come from? So, so like, we're supposed to be looking right behind those two who just shot them, right? Not necessarily. How, yeah, but... Think about it. What if this is a shot of one of the other two stations where they're shooting them? Oh. See, I've never read it that way. I've always thought it was uh, cutting away to the back of this one. And it always bothered me because it's like, where did that where did that sloped angle come from? Because it's not here. Right. Unless... So my assumption is, is that this is another one of the sites. Because, again, the, the motorcycle is in front of the truck. It's not next to the truck, or it was behind the truck at the beginning. So rather than being a massive continuity error, it's meant to be an implication, this has happened with all three trucks. Yes, because we still hear shots being fired at this point. Uh, They're showing this. Now, in the original script, they showed each of the three sites separately, showing them shooting the various prisoners, and they even have a soldier carrying a shovel at the end, walking over to, to go and bury the dead. Oh. But they they, ne- they either never filmed that or cut it out. Given how long the movie is, I'm assuming it was cut for time. Well, as, as I mentioned earlier this week, very little was cut from this movie. You know, the way that they built everything up, it was very difficult to cut things out. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that they cut out was there is apparently a shot where they actually filmed of, a, of Cedric opening up his trunk and we get to see what's in his trunk. Uh, that big, huge trunk that everyone's like, what on earth is in there? That's right, and uh, apparently, what what he has in there, I'll, I'll maybe discuss it more next week when when we get to Cedric again. But he apparently has a tent that he takes around with him, mm-hmm. yeah, and he has a pillow and a few other things. Yeah, he's got a lot of goodies along the way. I mean, a, a tent makes sense if you're going to be on the run like that. That's right. He thought ahead, but so we get to, to see, you know, the long shot of the truck and the soldiers and the motorcycle, and we still hear the the shots being fired in the distance. Like I said, I think this is meant to be another location. Well, and that may, well, that makes sense because there's no, 
there's no logical way it can be the site we were just at because I said that the terrain's completely different, and as you said, the staff car is missing. Yes, so, and, and 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 the director doesn't strike me as the kind to allow that big a continuity error into a film. So no, no, not Sturgis. So that makes total <laughs> sense to me, especially since this was Sturgis's pet project that he was trying to get made for for twelve years. You know, ever since he read the book, he wanted to get it made. And he needed to wait until after he did the Magnificent Seven in order to get enough clout in order to do so. And we are all ever grateful for that. (laughs) Then we get a shot of we're back at the camp and we see Ramsey walking out of the compound to where the commandant's office is. We get to see a whole bunch of prisoners standing in the courtyard behind him. A lot, a lot of prisoners are standing there. Ramsey walks up, Strachwitz salutes him, and then he walks by, he salutes, salutes back. And, 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 and fittingly enough, there is no music or a general noise whatsoever. Exactly. Which you will now explain Which, to everybody, you can now explain to everybody, why is that effective in a movie? <laughs> because, so, it's a, a lot of people think like, the thing with music and movies is there are times where it is actually a distraction instead of serving to elevate the scene. Um, that's why I'll name the classic example. That's why the chariot race in Ben-Hur has no music because it would be a distraction from the race. Um, so why did, and all the why did George that, Lucas put, put it in the pod race? <laughs> there's, there's no music during the pod race. You sure? One, very little. Oh, okay. Okay. But really, the, the big moment that has music is when Anakin has engine trouble. Before that and after it, right until he crosses the finish line, there isn't really any real music. It's just the sounds of the pod racing engine. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I didn't think about that until you said it, but it's, it's not as clean an example, but it's used very sparingly. But for the same reason, because to, if he, if Williams had overloaded that scene with music, it wouldn't be nearly as good. It would be a distraction. There'd be too much sound. And so a lot of times composers will, well, not all, well, not a lot of times, every time when, when they're going to score a film, they'll sit through and say, okay, this scene should have music, this scene should not. This scene should have music, and this scene should not. Because, and a lot of times, if it's a scene that takes place after some big event, like what just happened, the audience needs a moment to breathe, to let it let sink in what's happened. So... Okay, that's great. That is... I, say, I, I can keep going, but that's about okay, it. Okay, that's great. So, basically, we, we get Ramsey walking into... The, the commandant's uh, office area, and then get another shot after he goes in and they close the door. We see him come out the other side. Posen opens up the door of the commandant, and Ramsey comes in there, takes off his hat, and walks up to Van Luger, who purposely does not look him in the eyes at all. And you can see that, that Van Luger is clearly distraught about something. We sort of know what he's distraught of, but we're not sure. And that's pretty much how this minute ends. Did you have anything else you wanted to discuss about this minute? Um, no, that's about it. Um, he's not, he doesn't have to stand for Ramsey because he's the commandant, Ramsey's the prisoner, so he yes, doesn't have to stand that's correct. to salute him. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that, that's about it. 
All right. Excellent. Do you want to tell people once again how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. You can find my blog, Film Music Central, at www.filmmusiccentral.com or find on Twitter at MusicGamer460 or alternatively, you can check out my YouTube channel called Life as a Music Gamer and Music Gamer is one word. Excellent. Okay, and you can go to our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. And our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. So, Becky, you want to come back in tomorrow? Of course. Wouldn't miss it. All right. So, we shall see you tomorrow. And until then, tally-ho! Tally-ho! Tally-ho!